0: We all have a story to tell. A story of faith that can change the lives of others. Hi, I'm Terry Squires. Join me and my friends each week in the Heart of Nashville as they share their stories of faith that will inspire your life. This is today's Nashville. This is faith.
1: Terry, if we woke up every morning going like this, Lord, I don't know what you have in store today, but I know if it's from your hands, it's gotta be awesome. So I'm expecting great things today. And I give you praise and glory in advance for what you're gonna do. Search out in your heart what you've dreamed about becoming, because that's so God. God gives you those dreams. And anything that would ever try to destroy that dream inside of you, move away from that. Concentrate on what God has for your life and your destiny. I just think that if you'll look to Him and concentrate on Him, that He will always lead you in the right path. Get ready though, it's an amazing ride.
0: Stepping out in faith and going solo can often cause feelings of anxiety. But with God by your side, all is calm. Born in Beaver Dam, Kentucky, Jason Crabb at the age of 15 hit the road with his family to become one of the most beloved gospel groups of all time. After the Crab family retired in 2007, Jason went solo, and his anointed powerhouse vocals have endeared him to millions across the world. Today, he is a two-time Grammy Award winner, 22-time GMA Dove Award winner, a vocalist, musician, actor, author, and songwriter. This is his story of unshakable faith. This is TODAY'S live, JASON, I AM SO EXCITED TO BE IN YOUR LOVELY HOME, AND IT'S SO GOOD TO SEE YOU. DO YOU KNOW HOW MUCH TED AND I LOVE YOU, AND YOUR WHOLE CRAB FAMILY?
1: WELL, I WILL SAY THIS. PROBABLY NOT AS MUCH AS WE LOVE YOU GUYS. YOU'VE BEEN GOOD TO OUR FAMILY.
0: WELL, YOU GREW UP IN BEAVER, Beaver Dam, DAM. BEAVER DAM, KENTUCKY. BEAVER DAM, KENTUCKY. TELL ME WHAT IT WAS LIKE.
1: Exactly the way it sounds. Beaverdam, Kentucky is about as small as you can imagine. Uh, The main source of income there is a sawmill uh, called Young's Manufacturing, which employed a lot of my family. Also, there's another place, uh, you know, it used to be a very strong coal mining town. Uh, A lot of coal mines in the area. Of course, you know a lot of coal mines are being shut down. My, My granddad, when they shut the coal mines down, he bought a little farm. Started farming and I grew kind of love I have great memories in Beaver Dam, Kentucky, spending my summers with them and
0: You know, the Crab family is pretty popular there.
1: Yeah. We we really like it.
0: Are you like celebrities?
1: I wouldn't say that. I think everybody just Although, hey look, I do have a road named after me.
0: You know, I I read in that
1: Beaverdam, Kentucky. It's about as big as maybe a hundred feet. Nobody's got pulled over on it yet, but
0: now you are the oldest, yeah. so tell me what it was like when you started touring, or how did that all come about?
1: I'm the oldest on the road, on the stage, you know. Of course, the Crab family, a lot of people, some people know and some people don't. The Crab family, as a lot of people know it, is two blended families that was put together. So yeah. Not,
0: Well, a lot of people don't know that, do yeah,
1: they? It, well, some do and some don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, some don't care. Mm-hmm. Just like us, we, you know, we're all brothers and sisters and And that's kind of the way we we did things. We went after it. You know, somebody told uh, a member of the family, they said, you know, don't ever say step. Step is something that you walk on.
0: So when did you start singing?
1: Well, I started when I was really young. Um, I I sang in a little, you know, a church every now and then. You know, whatever instrument that they needed me on at church, if somebody was missing, I'd just fill in and start playing. And so I didn't sing a whole lot. I played more. Played drums, bass, guitar. I tried piano once. It was horrible. And then I heard a man by the name of Mike English sing. And it was one of those Gaither videos. I just loved it. I loved that soul. I loved that texture, that rough, raspy stuff that I loved. Listening to music of Ray Charles and, and Michael Bolton and just, you know, that... Regret, the the church music, you know, it all slapped in one and it and it was him.
0: Now you were part of the crab family and you were on the road starting at age 14? 15. 15. Mm-hmm. And how long were you on the road with them, Your family? 14 years. Fourteen years. Fourteen
1: years with the crab family. And then almost almost 12 years now solo. So I've almost been on the road solo as long as I was with the family. I've had more years on the road than I haven't.
0: How's that impacted your family and, and being on the road so much?
1: How has that impacted? It's impacted me a lot. I tell people all the time, I'm like, uh, road years are like dog years, you know, two to everyone. So 25 years, I'm, I'm getting up there, about 70. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you went on tour for all those years and then you decided that When did you know that God was, you know, saying, okay, it's coming to the end here?
1: Well, you could just feel it, you know. Parents come off the road, Uh, here we are, the siblings are on the road, Uh, our families are growing, everybody is stepping into their own ministry. You could watch it on stage happen. Mm -hmm. Like, they would lean on me to call, make set lists, call out songs, you know. And when I would, then that wasn't what they were feeling and they'd go with something else. And I was, you know, and I wasn't offended by it. It was just like the spirit spoke to me. It was like, everybody's growing into their own individual selves and somebody's gotta let that go.
0: So when did you know God was pulling you in a different direction?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I'd always felt the pull to speak and I, you know, I hadn't done it much because the road had been so busy. We would do 200 dates a year, mm-hmm. you know, with the family. And so I hadn't had the opportunity to really preach much or speak. I call it speak. Because I don't, there's preachers out there that do a really good job. And I probably don't have the credentials to do it. But I wanted to do that a little more. And I thought that that was a little bit more of what I do. Now I get to do both. I, I mean, we've got a tent revival that's getting ready to do. To take place in my hometown I'm so excited about that getting to go back to speak and minister to friends that I grew up with now and I get to experience and share with them all of the road years and that's what I do I share experiences with and how it, how it lines up with God's word and how God has helped me and how he's brought me through some of the things these people know me and I get to go back and share that and go, you know what, Jesus loves you and as he loves me. And man, the sky's the limit with Jesus. You can g- dream as big as you want to.
0: Jason, God has done amazing things through your life. You know, already a two Grammy Award winner and dozens and dozens of Dove Awards. You went out on your own in 2009-ish, 10. Mm -hmm. Tell me what it's been like.
1: Oh, it's been so much fun. I enjoy it. A lot of people I ask, they said, do you miss the family? I said, absolutely. Do you wish everybody was back together? Sure, but then again, I wouldn't get to do what I'm doing, and they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. You know, you know. Since we went solo in different ministries, sometimes there is five different ministries at one time. It's exciting on, on five different stages.
0: Would it never happened if you weren't?
1: No, that's that's how God works. But I, I love being on the road. I've got a great band. I mean, they're some of my best friends. We get in depth conversation. You know, uh, they're young men, 23, 24, 25, 26, I think is, is the oldest band member. Uh, and we've got other great leadership as well. That's of course my age and a little older, but you know, it's, it's a great team that's out on the road. It's a great team. They love Jesus so much. If nobody has been out to see what we do now, mm-hmm. you need to. Probably some of the best musicians that I've ever been around. Um, and I'm just trying to hold on to them. No, they, they love what they're doing. Uh, they could go play honestly with anybody.
0: Has right? it been difficult with your family, your wife and kids while you're, or do they come
1: along with you or? Oh, no, they, they have their own. That's the neat thing about it. I really didn't want to pull them into, you know, hey, this is my life and you need to jump on board and, and you know, I want them to figure out their lives. You know, I want them to have their own spots and their own placement. My oldest loves to sing, but right now she's gonna finish school. She's gonna get get her education. You know, I went out on the road. I was in the 10th grade and, and went out on the road. Homeschooled the rest of the way. Did all the work, but never turned it in. <laughs> Do
0: you regret that or no? Uh, I mean, Look, I, see, I
1: see some You people, know
0: God has other plans for you.
1: You know, it is what it is. Hard work. And giving God all the glory and all the credit, you know, everybody, every, you know, it, it is a lot of hard work. But honestly, every good gift and everything comes from God. Every bit of it, all of it, all the good things.
0: Well, tell me about your faith. When did you know that, when did you give your life to Jesus and, and what has he done, you know, since, I, well, obviously we know what he's done since then. But tell me about that time.
1: I, I REMEMBER WHEN I WAS YOUNGER, WHEN I GAVE MY HEART TO THE LORD WHEN I WAS A YOUNG BOY. And MY DAD WAS PASTORING. and I WAS IN BOWLING GREEN, KENTUCKY. Um, AND I JUST FELT THE TUG OF THE LORD ON MY HEART. I WENT DOWN AND PRAYED. AND I REMEMBER I GOT BAPTIZED IN THE CREEK. AND IT WAS COLD, AND I REMEMBER ALL THAT. Uh, AND I WAS PROBABLY ABOUT FIVE OR SIX YEARS OLD. THEN I REMEMBER LIFE HAPPENING. Mm-hmm. I REMEMBER SOME THINGS HAPPENED. I REMEMBER WHEN MY FAMILY Uh, my my mother and my father divorced and split up. And and, uh, I I got, I thought I had an excuse to be rebellious, you know, during that time. And I could do whatever that I wanted and God was gonna be all right with it because I had an excuse, you know? It wasn't the truth. Uh, We wanna, I wanted to blame my anger and my frustration out on everybody else. Yeah, I was young, I was trying to figure it out, but still, there was no excuse for me to be doing what I was doing because if I, if, if I said that I had a relationship with Jesus and I'm a Christian, that's, that's totally opposite of having an excuse. There is no excuse to, is br- to want to break God's heart. And so I had to make a, a re-dedication to the Lord and recommitment, and I remember that prayer. Um, that was before I started singing. I went to the altar and I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my, my spirit. I'm sorry for my rebellion, I'm, uh, but I don't want to just give you my past. I want to give you everything about me, my future, my I, just everything. If you can use me, use me. And I knew when I was younger, growing up in the hills of Kentucky and Beaverdam, my grandmother carrying me around, putting prayer cloths in my pocket. You know, and, and underneath my pillow and praying for me and believing. I knew that there was something there for me, strong. But I knew that also I had to surrender and quit, quit making excuses, quit running, quit doing all these things, you know. And, and I, I was living a kind of a really rebellious life at 15, 16 years old, you know. But then when I really surrendered, I say 15, it was 15 years old when I surrendered. I remember something really changing. You know?
0: What would you say to a teen right now? Yeah. That, that was in your shoes or it's 15 and he's, you know, or he or she is out there rebellion, being rebellious. And what would you say to him right now? I just
1: had this opportunity just the other day. And, you know, here's the thing. We can look at all the situations, the circumstances around us. We can look at a broken home. We can look at parents. We can look at drugs, we can look at peer pressure, we can look at whatever, people around us, trying to fit in, whatever the situation is. Honestly, but that's not where the enemy wants to get you. He wants to get you where you start making decisions off of those things. In other words, choosing uh, to try to fit in, and doing everything else that everybody else is doing. Say they're out drinking and running the roads and doing drugs or whatever, you know, and you know that you shouldn't be doing that. And, and it's, it's what the enemy wants to catch you in the middle of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He wants to trap you into that. You know, I, I think if that's your way out of, of, of a broken home and dealing with it, I think that that's wrong, you know? Um, And so I said, that's where the enemy wants to trap you. I think the best thing that you could possibly do is to really search out in your heart what you've dreamed about becoming because that's so God. God gives you those dreams. And anything that would ever try to destroy that dream inside of you, you look at those things, whatever that it is, move away from that. Concentrate on what God has in you for your life and your destiny, and give Him all the credit and all the glory for every success that you will have. I just think that if you'll look to Him and concentrate on Him, that He will always lead you in the right path. Get ready though, it's an amazing ride.
0: Jason, I'm so excited. You are a two Grammy Award winner. Tell me about your first one, and then I really wanna talk to you about the one you just received, uh, Unexpected. Yeah. So were, were you surprised, or?
1: Yes, I was surprised. Um, I, the neat, the really neat thing is I got to have my, all my whole family with me. Um, my kids were with me this time. We. This, the coolest thing—they, we had makeup artists come in and hairstylists and all this kind of stuff—and the girls, were, you know, I watched them spin around they were on in the, the red mirror. Carpet. Yes, they, they looked so pretty. They
0: were beautiful. They had
1: a time, and honestly, as a father, I knew this was precious for them and special. And I was enjoying myself and almost forgot what was going on. <laughs> Not really. Were but, you nervous? Oh, I was nervous. I really was. I was nervous and excited you know you're
0: up against a lot of
1: other artists yeah and my peers mm-hmm. people that i love so much and and i told i told our, my team i said you know what if we lose we win because this is my friend i can truly say they are my friends they're the ones that i'd call on if i was in trouble um, you know what's going to happen we've toured together so we've sang on stages it's together so awesome. it's fun And then when they called our name, I I was like, I just, I lost it. I got up there and sharing and, and, you know, I got to, I made a statement up there that I know I was so thankful I got to make. Then I just, I I just raised the, I just said, I want to thank Jesus for saving my life in a lot of different ways. And when I, when I said that, he knew exactly what I meant and uh, in all ways. And you know, I thought, you know what I'd maybe get nobody would say anything or that snotted out or whatever. It blew my mind how many people came to me and said, Thank you for saying what you did. Thank you for saying what you did. Thank you for saying what you did. I mean, just people that you wouldn't expect. You know what I mean? That just didn't look like they were gonna come up and tell you that. And they did. And right.
0: Well, tell me about Unexpected. Tell me what's behind the, the album and yeah. the message. I love it.
1: Could you imagine, Terry, if we woke up every morning going like this. Lord, I don't know what you have in store today, but I know if it's from your hands, it's got to be awesome. So I'm expecting great things today. AND I GIVE YOU PRAISE AND GLORY IN ADVANCE FOR WHAT YOU'RE GOING TO DO, WHAT I'M GOING TO GET TO EXPERIENCE. COULD YOU IMAGINE WHAT WE WOULD LIVE OUT, WHAT OUR DAYS WOULD BE LIKE, WHAT LIFE WOULD BE LIKE? AND, uh, and THAT'S KIND OF WHERE THE SONG WAS BIRTHED. I WROTE IT WITH uh, TONY WOODS AND JIMMY Erie, AND um, WE WALKED IN THERE AND I SAID, I WANT THAT OLD TIME PENTECOST. That, you know, THAT KIND OF FEEL, AND THAT'S WHERE IT WENT. WE WROTE IT IN ABOUT 45 MINUTES. THE SHORTEST TIME I THINK I'VE EVER HAD TO WRITE A SONG. AND IT WAS RIGHT. YOU KNOW, IT WAS RIGHT FOR THE TITLE. IT'S RIGHT FOR ME SHARING ABOUT THE RECORD. IT'S, YOU KNOW, SOMETIMES FIRE FALLS FROM HEAVEN. SOMETIMES seas OPEN WIDE. SOMETIMES WALLS START TO CRUMBLE. SOMETIMES ANGELS FILL THE SKY. SOMETIMES THE DEAD EVEN COMES BACK TO LIFE. AND I COME TO EXPECT THE UNEXPECTED FROM YOU. SO I MEAN, THAT'S JUST KIND OF THE DEAL. I LOVE IT.
0: WELL, WHAT ABOUT WHEN THINGS DON'T EXACTLY GO, YOU KNOW, SAY SOMEBODY IS SAYING WHAT? Well, YOU KNOW, I EXPECT IT, BUT IT DOESN'T HAPPEN. YEAH,
1: Then YOU CAN'T KEEP OR QUIT EXPECTING. YOU CAN'T. IT'S PART OF FAITH. IF YOU LOSE THAT EXCITEMENT ABOUT WHAT'S COMING, then I feel like you're starting to crumble, you know, the faith. I promise you this, God will give you enough things. He will excite you enough. He will give you the, you know, with me. I'm from a small town in Kentucky, right? I would have never dreamed I would have ever lived in Nashville. Um, there's days that I'd love to slow down and go back to Kentucky. Boy, you talking about slow down. But, you know, and my friends. I mean, I've got friends all in this town. People that I would never have dreamed about Mm -hmm. that would have been my friends. Is there tough days? Is there days when you go, okay, wait a minute. Do I have enough dates on the book to make sure everything is taken care of? Why, sure. There's tough days, but boy, there's a lot of good ones. And If I concentrate on just the tough ones, I'm in trouble. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a lot of trouble. I can get negative, and negative is a bad place to be. That'll rob you of a lot of things. You know, my wife told me one time, Terry, she's, I was speaking negative, just negative, talking about I don't know if anybody ever want to produce my record. I've had incredible records produced by great people, but it was just funny when I was first getting started. And I was talking to a friend, and she goes, Can I talk to you in the back of the bus just for a minute? I forgot to tell you something. I was sitting up front. I went to the back, and she goes, if I hear one more negative word come out of that mouth, she said, I'm getting off this bus. She said, look at what God's done for you.
0: You know, a lot of people live in anxiety, and they don't have peace in their life, and they expect, you know great things and, they, and it doesn't happen or, or you know, vice versa. So what would you say to somebody like
1: that? You just have to change it. Even when you don't think it, you just have to start speaking it. It's like forgiving someone. There's people in my life that's done me wrong, but I've done some people wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. But the Lord told us to forgive those He did it on the cross of Calvary. Yeah. Their body spit, fluid running down his face, gambling for his clothes at his feet, his body ripped to shreds as he's trying to breathe, pushing up with his feet. And and just to get a breath. And he cries out, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. It's amazing. It is. Forgiveness. You have to talk it, you know, the next day you go, well, uh, it comes back up. Forgive them again. Forgive them again if it comes back up the next So,
0: Jason, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure to be here with you.
1: Thanks and for letting me. I
0: know, and I'm so excited about everything that God is doing in your life. Thank you. My friend, are you expecting the unexpected? I want you to know that Jesus is your peace. He doesn't want you to live in panic. He is the Prince of Peace and he has told us that in this world we're going to have trouble. But take heart, take his hand and let him show you the way so that you can share your story of unshakable faith that will give him honor and glory. Do you have a question or comment about today's podcast or want to check out the latest television episode? You can find me, Terry Squires, and all of my guests at todaysnashville.com.